Holy smokes, man. <laughs> I think been... it's been two months to the day. Dude, it's been... Almost two months to the day. Too long. Yeah, too fucking long. Too long. When we started this podcast, we thought that we were going to get one shelled out every month. No problem. No problem. And we did that the very first year. We've been slacking since then, though. We got to get yeah. back into a fucking routine. We we do. You know, that's the. That's we got to get the... back into a routine like Groundhog Day. It happens every fucking year, and sometimes the weather is better afterwards, and sometimes you know, Groundhog's not ready to come out and play. Right, but you show up. Yeah, and we haven't been showing up. Enough. No, we haven't. So apologies to everybody who's listening out there. But we are back with episode 20, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev, episode 20, 10 to 1. Yeah, tell me about that. I don't know. I was just thinking about the odds. I <laughs> <laughs> of The odds of? The odds of maybe we're right about what we talk about tonight. Okay. I think I give it 10 to 1 odds. All right. All right. Um, that we make the, the cut tonight? That we make the cut. Yeah, All right. 10 to 1 odds. So, okay. I love I mean, it. We, could, we could rename it right now. We could call it 10 to 1, 6 to midnight. <laughs> But I, you know, yeah. But this is this is like a family program, so kind of that. <laughs> yeah, nobody's sitting around their dinner table throwing on a little making the cut. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you are, that's pretty awesome. Hopefully, you're just mowing down on like a big fat bacon burger <laughs> with some fat fries on the side, man. And uh, Where, wherever did you get that idea, Trevor? Uh, it just feels like the right meal, you know, if you were yeah. going to listen to this podcast or maybe maybe a pizza. I don't know. This is like this is like what some if we stromboli. Were <laughs> if, we, if we were sponsored, these are the foods you would like to see. Uh, yeah, definitely would need like a pizza sponsor for sure. So we should we should write that down, figure mm-hmm. out who we really like the most. And then, uh, yeah, a burger joint would be great. Oh man, that you know it's really probably not that out there to just throw some questions out to a few people and see if they would be interested in that. We we should just we know You'd people. Be surprised. We, we we know people that are in the restaurant industry. We should just be like, hey, do you yeah. want us to shout out your name on our podcast? Yeah, how would you like that? Yeah, how would you like that? And hey, we'll cut you a sweet deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it will cost you barely anything. You'll barely even notice. It. Maybe maybe uh maybe that could be like our slogan or our tagline. We could go to like a an ice cream shop like a Baskin Robbins, but a little more local yeah. and be like, "Hey, check out this sweet deal at XYZ Froyo." God damn it, Trevor. I'm I'm the dad here. I'm supposed to be doing the dad <laughs> jokes, all right? You're not a dad. Hey yet. man, I'm just getting ready, all right? I have to get them ready. I've got, I actually had, there was a joke that uh, I heard today, but it's, it's so inappropriate for the podcast that like, you probably would have to cut it anyway. So <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell it to you later. All right. All right. And then, uh, you can determine if, you know, we maybe sneak it back in and like a cut format into the podcast. All right. All right. That sounds The good. outtakes of, uh, episode 20. That's not a bad idea. Like do a, a few, like at the end of the episode, if they make it all the way, like if you, if goof, they make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah we need to, that's something for 21 we need to get incorporated is our sound bites our freaking oh dude i was just thinking about that we should just buy a beat so we can have like an intro beat there's a way with this how it's got more inputs there's a way we can do it with that thing we okay. also okay. i get i know i said this, this is the year lot. man <laughs> this is the year that we we finally invest we'll get we'll get some pizzazz added yeah we've said that you're right 
a little add our own little version of a Nike swoosh. <laughs> so what's new, man? Dude, dude, actually, I know what's new. You, you've got some damn big, right. You've got some big news to tell us about, man. So, dude, Daddy got his blue belt. Ah, yeah. and um, I couldn't be happier. I was. So, so what do you have away. to do to to get the blue belt? Do you have to like pull off a successfully pull off an alma plata or like what's a, they a Google plata? Do, they do yeah. want you to do specific moves. Chris has he's given me inverted a, heel hook. Is that a real thing? I just made yeah. that up. If it is, I'm. Probably okay. That might be. It, that I know might be purple belt stuff. Though. I'm oh, not there oh okay. So, so do you actually go to brown after purple? Yeah, white, blue, purple, brown, black. Okay, sorry, I'm taking over. This is your moment. No, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, my buddy Chris, he's given me a document that is the program to get a blue belt. So it lists out all the moves you would need to be able to do. Okay, but a lot of times it's just that gyms you know system where however they do it some gyms are super super slow and so like you got people around that are white belts technically they could just <laughs> just grapple with anybody almost you know okay so it's 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 a little like it's good for your internal gym to know where you're at you right. know what i mean but right. still if you're out like in a competition mike you just got done with it yeah you were telling me about yeah that. and you won it right yeah, I got it. He then he he won some portion of it. I was I was, and then he must have done one shortly after that, or that he won. He got all the way to the finals, but it was an open weight. Okay. So, if I get my story straight, it, the guy he the guy he ended up most recently losing to was should have been belted a little higher, probably. Maybe. Uh, okay. You know, someone might argue that, but then the. First part, if if I believe, I thought it was a different tournament, but it must not have been. But up until that point, let's say, it was a different tournament. He was in an open weight class, and he's a blue belt. And there's other, or, you know, it was all just open, you know? Yeah. So now you've got a blue going against other people, and who knows what they are yeah. until then. And then it's, then it's kind of like, at that point, it's kind of like all back to square one. Like, yeah. all right. We gotta we gotta line everybody back up again at skill levels, okay. or a gym starts getting a reputation of like eh, right right. Don't pay attention, their belts, they're killers. <laughs> Interesting. You know. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Like I don't even know what Austin is. When Chris goes down there, like he's down there tonight, mm -hmm. and he's in Austin and Lewiston. I don't even know if Austin's a blue belt. Oh okay. You know. Yeah. So. What my ass if I ever rolled with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not to say I'm not stoked though. I'm pumped. Yeah. And and Jesse and Chris and everybody at the class, they're just like they're giving you the keys to the kingdom, man. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Congrats, dude. That's Thank pretty you. that's pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. Grab took all these notes. Hold on. Before before we get <laughs> to me before we get to me, aren't you going on some pretty badass oh, vacation yeah. next yeah. week? Tejas. Tejas. Mm-hmm. Away from all the snow, because it's been devastating down there, right? Yeah, it's been odd telling people we're going going to Texas. We're going to Texas on vacation. Yeah. It's a vacation, all right? People but, are probably like, uh, do you know what just happened in Texas? Yeah, and you don't we're like, yes, we know. We've dude. had this on our calendar for so long. We didn't realize that a hurricane with snow was going to roll through. Yeah, it's it's been bananas. So, San Padre Island? So, South Padre. South Padre. 
South Padre Island. Okay. And I looked up because I've been really disconnected from the planning, so I haven't been paying as much it's, attention. It's as pretty I should. close to the actual border. Yeah, of I think you Mexico. Could, I think it's right there. If you wanted to, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Sweet. Yeah, nice. but yeah, I'm pumped just because it's been a long time since we've had a vacation, and yeah, so man. time to get out of well dodge. deserved. Well deserved. Thank you, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. That's some great news, dude. Between the blue belt and yeah, vacation, dude, man, it's like probably gonna get struck by lightning, dude. No, (laughs) see, you go positive with that, and I'm like, (laughs) something bad's coming around the corner, dude. No, dude, uh, things have been good. Oh, went snowboarding this last weekend. That was fun. Drew and I went up and ripped up, ripped up the mountain for probably four four hours for some night skiing. Oh, nice. We had the, he had these $10 vouchers. So it was like a freaking no brainer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So we went up there and took some runs and had some beers and took some more runs and came back home and just chilled. So that was fun. Dude, that's nice. What, what, what mountain was it? We went to Schweitzer. Okay. Yeah. So that's it was cool. good. It was, it was fun to get up there and I hadn't, I hadn't gotten up this season yet and it had been probably about a year since I had. So. It was good to get, strap them back on. And do you get up about once a year? Or do you... Well, these last two years I have, but nice. prior to last year, I hadn't gone in probably a good ten years. Okay, it okay. was really, really bad. Yeah, almost like I, I, it was. It was. It was sh- I was ashamed of myself. Yeah, you can't. And, even and the, really the second call time, like this year when I went, well, it was the first time I went this year, but this most recent time that I went, I told myself, I'm like, I don't know why I took such a hiatus from this. This is like shameful like i don't know why you know grew up skateboarding snowboarding wakeboarding doing all the board sports stuff until like i hit a specific age and then at college and all that other stuff happens and just kind of like tuned out for a while and told myself last year i was like i'm gonna buy a snowboard and some bindings and i had the boots still ready to rock hadn't been used very much so i was just camping on some gear and uh, put it all together and got back up. And now I'm actually going to be going to uh, this next week. We are going on a bachelor party uh, to Whitefish, Montana. So oh, cool. Going to ski some terrain that, you know, is, I would call it maybe not world round, but definitely like everybody in the United States who skis or snowboards knows where Whitefish, Montana is. Yeah, yeah. So that should, One be, of those. that should be pretty fun. We're only going, I think some guys are going to probably ski slash snowboard a couple of days, but um, I'm just going to go for one because, you know, it's a bachelor party. So Yeah, yeah, you got to be realistic. <laughs> yeah, I got to be realistic about like, you know. <laughs> your, your physical abilities. Physical abilities and, uh, yeah. You want to be able to perform. And the, and the yeah. And the drive to like want to do it, you know. Yeah, the gear. The the, 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 the... the first day, that day is probably going to be hard enough, I think. But like, you know, doing it a, the following day or after that, it just does not seem like a. Sorry, that's the furnace. Oh, you're good, dude. No, I agree. You you want to be realistic. Yeah. What did I do with my phone? So, anyways. And yeah, that's badass. I I'm I'm the guy who was. Or who still hasn't gotten back up to the mountain. But, yeah, you know, I think next year it'll be the year. To... Life happens, man. It does. And other, uh, other hobbies, like, have gotten in the way, too. Like, well, I shouldn't say gotten in the way, but, like, they're just other hobbies, you know. Fishing has been pretty popular, but, like, this time of year, 
you know, this is probably the two to three month stretch where there's just not a lot of it unless we're, you know, really getting some good weather unexpectedly and which a little bit recently, yeah, which a little bit recently, but, um, then again, like today it snowed, right. It was so anyway, yeah, it didn't wake up, piss me off it's snowing. I know. Didn't even see this coming. I was like, Kidrid, you know, it's going to snow today. <laughs> I had I'd looked earlier in the week and I was like, oh, looks like it's gonna snow slash Thursday, Friday, sl- Thursday slash Friday, and uh, sure enough, I, it was weird. I woke up at about five this morning to let the dog out, and I looked outside and there wasn't anything on the ground. I get up two hours, I you know I go back to bed, get up about like an hour and a half later, and it's just up, just yeah, dumping, yeah, already like a half inch on the ground. I'm like, holy smokes, it's coming down. If it were if it had done that all day, we would have had probably six inches today, just yeah. in that yeah, it, it just in heavy. a twelve hour period of time. Which people this morning people were scared driving. They yeah, were not driving my wife my wife well. texted me because she had to leave, um, and she's like, uh, "Made it." Uh, I would suggest staying off the roads today if you could, because that was probably one of the sketchier drives I've. Yeah, it was. It was a bad one this morning, and yeah. people were. Freaking out. They were yeah. slamming on their brakes. They were messing up the lanes, you know, yeah. like on the freeway when there's exits and stuff and there's multiple lanes to exit and everything, it all turns into just one lane. Yeah. And it's just like, uh. So I had, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. One yeah. of those. So hopefully everybody stays safe out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shoot, man. Should we get into it? I think we're. Let's I think we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna start uh, things off a little differently. I like it. Um, this episode, and uh, you, you know, we usually round our episodes out with the uh, MMA portion, but I think we're gonna kick it off because there's been a lot that's happened since we last recorded, and uh, quite a bit that we can cover and get into. And I just think that it's probably the right time to maybe, you know, give it a. Give it a go right off the bat, as opposed, lo- as opposed to saving it for the end. Yeah, and it's just, you're right. There is a lot that's happening. There's a lot coming up, too. Yeah. It's, it's killer. We, you, want, you want to recap? Yeah, man. Recap 257, here? man. So, like, and I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about this, but obviously um, UFC 257, main event, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Um, you called this one. Yeah, too. And yeah. And this I, card you did really well. I you? this was the first card of the year. I uh based on my picks after card number one, I sat in first place. Cha-ching. Uh, things have changed since then and we won't get into that. But um I still stand in what's called the money right now. <laughs> uh after two cards. So uh it wasn't fall from earth completely, but it was Dude, a but- little bit of a reality check. So <laughs> But yeah, I I did end up calling. I was so surprised to see how many people in our UFC fantasy league decided to pick Connor. And I guess, uh, well, I shouldn't say I was surprised at how many, how few of few people picked Dustin in this. To knowing, go for yeah, the point. because just knowing that, like, like I knew, I felt like there was going to be a lot of people that were obviously on the Connor, you know, Connor. I'm gonna look up the odds too. While train you're and wagon, yeah, and and that's. Yeah, that that probably played a big factor into what people thought too. But it's just his name, so you know it's all, it's his name, it's his return. 
fact that he'd already beat Dustin once, had kind of that mental edge maybe going into it. But as we know, Connor approached that fight so differently than we've ever seen. I mean, he was happy to be back. He was appreciative of like, yep. you know, Dustin taking the fight. It was almost like the the whole buddy buddiness of Connor's attitude. I th- I think, you know, I think that's great for him personally, like personal growth. But I don't know that that's helps him from a standpoint of how he approaches fights. Because gotcha. I think his fiery edginess and and getting under his opponent's skin is is how he is able to really, you know, you have to finish the job inside of the cage, but it's the buildup and it's the frustration that you put and the stress you put into the mind of your opponent that Connor has been so good at for so long. Right. And I just don't know that that, that was, and, and now I'm hearing too, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, he's like, I guess he won't let it go. Like he, Dana, he's asking Dana for like an immediate rematch. With Dustin? Yeah. He he kind of does that every time. So it looks like they open sorry, real quick, they open and close basically the same. It's pretty close. Looks like minus one forty for Connor. Yeah. Plus for twenty for Dustin. Yeah. So like Yeah. Anyway, that's a pick 'em. Yeah. But you're right with all the name and the power. But dude, he kinda does that with his his L's. He's like, dude, I, I can't get over it. I can't let it yeah. go. He did the same thing with Khabib. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm on board with if he wants to run it. Well, they're, they I think that they'll you know I think they both know they have to fight one more time. It's a trilogy fight. Yeah. Uh, right away, I don't think that that's gonna harness the the money that could really be on the line there. Like Connor, go get another win or yeah. Two, I, I think that I think that they need to take some time to like let that marinate a little bit and then. Maybe they're both at the top of the division again. You know, yeah. like it's a, it's a championship fight, and you know it's a trilogy fight. But then there's times where like you you let it wait too long, and maybe it does it loses its luster. Kind of yep. like Cowboy and Connor, you know. Yep. That whole thing. Yeah, nobody was really excited to see that fight. It was yeah. Like we know what's gonna happen, and right. then what happened. Right. Yeah. So you know, maybe it was should have gone a little longer. You know, but that the different the luster's gone. Right, right. So um, yeah, I mean, was the comment on that the uh, Hooker and Chandler? Yeah, it was. That was a great fight as well. I'm, well, I shouldn't say that. Great performance by Michael Chandler. Unfortunate circumstance for Hooker, and uh, I think we talked about this a little bit, but or at least Jordan brought it up, and I he's he's not wrong here. I think that that fight that. Hooker and Poirier had yeah, might have taken might have yeah might have taken some life off of Dan's career. You could, you saw him take the the gloves off and like throw yeah. him in the ring afterwards, and it was sort of like, whoa, dude, is he tossing in the towel this early? Man, he just took so much damage, and Chandler just came out and just rocked him, dude. Yeah, I was he looked, I was he good. I was I think Michael Chandler's a great fighter, but like I didn't expect him to come out. And just drop Dan Hooker. After. It was a t- it was a tough fight. To knowing pick, no, for sure. No, knowing how tough Dan was, and how much that him and Dustin beat each other up. Chandler coming over from Bellator. For exactly. The first, first. Yeah. Debut. Yeah. So it was that was a tough fight to pick, but yeah, that yeah. was a would be interesting to see like what Chan what did they say Chandler and uh, who next? Be cool to see him and Charles Oliveira. Yeah, that would be great. With that fight, he's got to be like fighting the number two or number three right away. Yeah, why won't it tell me? It doesn't have anything for it. Maybe maybe Poirier? Charles Oliveria versus 
Michael Chandler's short notice fight offered two weeks ago, but it yeah. doesn't look like there's anything. Yeah. I could see that fight happening pretty quickly. But Yeah. What do you think's next for Connor? Uh, I thought I saw that him and Gaethje might be getting close. Yeah. Yeah, that Which would be. Which we talked about. We've wanted that. We mm-hmm. wanted that be- mm-hmm. instead of the Cowboy fight. Right. Which probably would have been a better fight for Connor. Dustin Poirier's like, I mean, yeah, he got subbed by Khabib, but Khabib's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then then there's Dustin Poirier at this point. Right. Right now. Stopping everybody. Yeah, sorry about that. Talking about his next next matchup. Yeah. Gaethje. Do so you think it's going to be Justin? I think it, that's what I saw. Let me verify. What did, what did you think? Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Unless it's like Chandler Gaethje. That would be a good one. Which I could see that happening too. That division's stacked, man. It's too it's too scary. Like every matchup could be a great matchup. Oh, yeah. You know, you'd take your pick. Yeah, it's you, you kind of flip a coin with the top six guys. Yeah. You know. Kind of like... Um, Kind of like welterweight, man. Yeah. Which was 258. 258, yeah. With Usman and Burns. That was a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. I picked Burns. I picked Burns as well. Which he looked good. He did. He did. I think that going into that fight, I thought that he was stylistically like kind of a nightmare matchup for Usman. But hats off to Kamaru, dude. Like he handled his business. And, you know, I know he could tell he was kind of upset and a little pissed off, you know, after the fight. Like, it's time for people to start putting a little more respect next yeah. to my name, and he's not wrong. Like he, 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 he deserves it for sure. I know Burns got pretty emotional after that. Yeah, fight. like he was, he, he was. He, I think he breaking th- down. Yeah, and you, you know, he worked that hard, and he's probably, you know, I could see how that he may might think that that was kind of his one and only shot, and he might be right. It very, yeah. well, it very well could be, dude. It could be. Hopefully not. I think he's still. I would hope he's still young enough and has a good enough record that he's going to draw a top five fight for his next one and be right back in contention potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, nobody's, nobody's running through him. He's no gatekeeper. Right. Today. Right. So, but that was a great fight. Do you know who, did you see uh, Leon Edwards is finally fighting with, um, speaking of welterweight, and Bilal Muhammad from. Yeah, that's a, isn't that kind of like a, um, because Edwards night. was supposed to fight Shmaev. Yep. Right? The wolf. Yeah. And so now Bilal Muhammad is Who's stepping it? in there. Who is a Duke Rufus guy. Yeah. And he's a tough dude. Yeah, he this is well, obviously this is arguably his biggest fight yet. Yep. But yeah. he's on a tear, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah, he's like, not bad. He's he's rolling through people if I'm the last I had checked. But that's a that's a good fight, dude. That's a that'll be exciting to to see. I I was kind of thinking. Yeah, he's he's won four in a row. I was kind of thinking that Masvidal would squash the beef with Edwards and kind of step in and and, take and make that, that happen. Make that happen. But may, they might be waiting on for that. the money. They might be, they may they might be waiting for the money on that one, which isn't bad bad approach. Bilal's his last ten fight or nine fights. He's he's only lost twice. He went, he lost, if you start nine fights ago, he lost, went 1-4, lost, and he's a 1-4 recently. Who's he lost to? He has lost to 
Jeff Neal. Okay. And Vicente Luque. Both solid fighters. Yeah. Before that, Alan Joban. But that was his first fight in the UFC. Okay. Then he won. Then he lost to Luque. Then he tore off four in a row wins. Lost to Jeff Neal. And he's on a four four win bender against Curtis Millinder, which is a good win. Takashi Sato. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Lyman Good. And Diego Lima is his most recent win. Okay. So that's that's Douglas's brother. Douglas mm-hmm. is the welterweight champion mm-hmm. in Bellator. Mm-hmm. So, Good pedigree. Yeah, Good exactly. Pedigree. Great training family, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so nice. that'll be a great matchup. And that's uh that's not next weekend, obviously. That's that's next weekend's huge, man. Dude. Yeah, let's just get into that. Dude. We've we've talked enough. I mean, you better pull the the card outside of the 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 three championship fights is incredible. Like even into the preliminaries, like the prelims, if I'm not mistaken, have some awesome fights. It's legit. <clears throat> UFC 259 could very well be the card of the year. Maybe, just maybe, the card of the decade. <laughs> And we're only a year in, folks. Dude, the thing is, when they when they have three championship fights on the main card, like it can't not deliver. You know, yeah. Like, it only hasn't delivered when it's been like a Woodley Wonder Boy. Team. Well, this is the the second time it's ever happened, right? Where there's three championship fights on the card. I'm not sure, but I think this is only the second you. time it's ever happened. That's cool. There's only one other card that I can remember, and it I believe one of those was an interim too. These okay. are all for. The real belt. Right. Right? Uh, or right. is is the Jan Sterling one? Oh, that's real. That's yeah. the real. Yeah, that's real. Because Jan yeah, who do you, and Jose uh, were fighting for the for the real title. Okay. Because Cejudo yeah. had to yep. vacate it. Yep, that's right. So those are all, like, those are no interims. Those are all, so this is technically the first, I believe. That's cool. UFC card where all championship fights are for the real championship belt. Not an interim. Real championship belt. You got Yam. Jan and Izzy. For, yep. Blaschwitz and Adesanya are the uh, headlining uh, championship fight. You got Jan, Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling for the bantamweight. Yep. 135. Title. And then Amanda Nunez and Megan Anderson for the women's featherweight, right? Yep. I think you're right. Women's featherweight. Oh, dude, Makachev and Drew Dober. Yeah. Elevation fight team, brother. Yeah. Elevation fight team. Tiago Santos and, and Rakic. Yeah, the, dude, the whole, the whole, the five fights on this card are just going to be insane. Yeah. Insane. And then Dominic Cruz is fighting on the prelims. And, oh, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite fighter to pronounce, Song Yadong. Yeah. <laughs> Song Yudong, Kyler Phillips, and our boy Joseph Benavidez and Oscar Askarov. What more do you need in the prelims and a main card? That's as good as it can get. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a solid, solid 259. It's going to be an awesome one, folks. Let's do it real quick. Who are you going with? Uh, well, I don't want to ruin your picks. You're, you're in the running for the money. Well, I might change my mind by next week. Okay. So you Today. Can... Today, I would go... I always doubt him, and I don't know why. It always comes back to bite me in the ass. But I have to go with Izzy, just stylistically. Oh. I think he's going to be able to keep Jan at distance. Okay. That being said, folks, do not be surprised 
if Jan Blaschwitz knocks Israel Adesanya the f*** out with one of those tree trunk legs that are so devastating. I don't know that this, the speed is there with Jan. That's, yeah. that's kind of like w- w- why I've, I think Izzy and, you know, Izzy's arguably pound for pound the best fighter in the world. In fact, I don't know. Is he listed as pound for pound the best fighter in the world right now? I don't know. I think they, they still they could be asked to be put on there. Though. Well, yeah, I would imagine so. But is there an asterisk next to it? I mean, like <laughs> the guy's retired, isn't he? Yeah, he's should he even be. be recognized if he's retired? You need to put me on number one pound for pound ranking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, righty. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, pound he's for g- pound, could be followed by. John Jones, and then it is Israel Adesanya, then Kamaro, then Stipe Miocic. Okay. Alexander Volk, Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway. I love the, I, I love the I love the diamond getting so much love. Yeah, it's he so should be awesome. up a couple more spots. I think too. so too. Figueredo, Peter Yan, Justin Gaethje. Some of that hot sauce from Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> Robert. Whitaker, Francis Ngannou, Jan Blauchowicz at 14, and Conor McGregor at 15. Oh, cracking the top 15, and, he just, for and, and he just lost. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. That's not political. Uh, Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that that'll be a fun fight to watch, though. I'm excited to see how it turns out. I, yeah. I kind of hope that I'm wrong, just because I tell myself, like, I, I always end up picking against Jan. I don't know why. Yeah, he's, he's just. I he's told myself the, the last the last time that time. I did the last time I did, I told myself I'm never going to do that. And I'm, I'm I'm always going to pick him from here on out. Don't care who's fighting, and um, so we'll see. Yeah, I might I might anybody might slip could that get... one in there at the very end. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I know you. I know you got your boy Aljamain Sterling against Jan, and I don't think you're wrong there, man. I think he's I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give. Yawn some fits. Dude, he looks like his training. Video and I right should now. I should preface that we just transitioned from yawn to yawn. So uh, <laughs> I'm talking now talking about Peter Yawn, the, right? The Russian, the 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 bantamweight. We've switched to uh, talking about the bantamweight championship Instead fight. Of the what is is John is Poland or Swedish? He's Polish. Polish. He's just remember Yawn and Yawana. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And you remember Poland. Or you can remember Poland and remember Jan and (laughs) Joanna. I guess it's just how I, you know. Uh, So what do you think is going to happen with with Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling? A submission. I like it. (laughs) I like it. A submission. A very, a very, a dry-bodied submission. Kind of like his Corey Sandhagen sneaking. Because he snuck that from Corey. Dude. If we want, uh, we can start talking about Corey Sanhagen and you're, oh you're my not, gosh, you're, you're, you're right. You're, you're not gonna like what I have to say. Oh no, because bro. I think he's coming for your boy. I th- and I think Corey Sanhagen is going to be a champion for a very, very long time. <laughs> what he just did to Frankie Edgar is downright disrespectful. It was downright disrespectful because it was like, it was and we'll get like, into that. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to shy away from what we were talking about because yeah, like right. I we're, go down a big. To- rabbit hole about yeah. my boy Corey Sanhagen but Aljo Aljo I think I think that I really think that that fight could end in a submission I really do just out of nowhere someone snaps something off that yeah is sort of unexpected and 
but it could very well be a striking a striker's fight too. So well, how how Joe's got that odd stance. He's mm-hmm. got that odd, you know, he's so grappling heavy if he needs to be. Yep. But you know, he's faced he's faced the best of the best, and I just he's been dying for this opportunity. Watching yeah. him train on what he posts on Instagram and stuff, it's like. He's kind of like a Corey Sandhagen, where he's big for that 135 pound division. Oh, yeah. You know, Corey Sandhagen's tall. Mm -hmm. And him and Aljo, they matched up pretty much the same size. Yeah. So, it'll be Corey's wide stance and spacing is just so impressive. Like, how he keeps guys at a distance and strikes the way he does with, like, his wide stance is just, it's amazing. Yeah. That's why I think he's just so, he's going to be so dangerous for so long. Yes. And who knows, man? It could end up being like Manny Pacquiao, Juan Manuel Marquez, like trilogy. I think they have, they actually fought maybe four times, if I'm not mistaken. But we could end up seeing like Sterling and Sandhagen fight down the road, like several times. Cross my fingers, hoping that you know Sterling can get through this next fight. But that's my pick. I think I think y'all, I think Aljo can can pull it off. But Peter's just so tough. Yeah, he's he, scary, and, dude. And, and every every time I'm like, this guy's gonna get just rocked one of these days. It never happens. It yeah. never happens. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that fight. I think I'm actually a little more excited about that fight maybe than I am Adesanya and Blaschwitz. I yeah, it's my favorite fight for sure on the card. Uh, you know, naturally, but yeah, but a great card. Everybody should watch it because you're gonna get your money's worth. Speaking of submissions, I think the. Uh, final championship fight. Well, I shouldn't say final, but the first championship fight of the night. Amanda Nunez. Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson might end in a submission as well. So my problem with Megan Anderson mm-hmm. is that we've already had Felicia Spencer go mm-hmm. against like a cyborg. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's fought Nunez. can't remember now, but Felicia tapped Megan mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. So like, I well, that's what I'm saying. I think that, oh, if, I think that it's. Gotcha. I think that Amanda is fully capable of just doing night night, getting her to the ground, and because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they're just feeding Amanda somebody to keep her fighting. Yeah, I, feels like one of those titles for sure. But at the same time, it's like, well, who else? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Who, who are you gonna throw at? I mean, right. She's not gonna take fights against Gal. She's already beaten. Yeah. Why would you? Unless it was super, super close. Yeah, or, or she feels like she owes it. Or famous or right. something. Right, exactly. You know, you get more money because... Gina Carano. Oh, <laughs> that would be such a... <laughs> that would be such a so funny fight right now. She takes it in a heartbeat, dude. You think she'd come out in the Mandalorian, like, yeah. gear and everything? After she got fired? Just doo-loo, Yeah. That was the flute noise from Mandalorian. If you didn't get the reference, but whatever, it's cool if you didn't. This is the way. <laughs> That's a good matchup, Trev. So, what about Dober and um, Oz- Islam Makachev? Yeah, Makachev. Tough it's, to pick against Makachev. It is tough, it? dude. But it Drew Dober tough. has he's held his own in these last few fights. I mean, he's proven that he is the real deal. Like, yeah, he's he's an up and comer still, but he's he's. He's no slouch. You don't he, sleep. He's on him. yeah. He's no slouch, and you know I think that he could he could give some he could give Marcus some problems. Hundred percent, he could. So 
a great matchup, great fight to to tune yeah. up for the three championship fights after that. Is this Tiago's Santos first fight back from when he broke his or blew out his knee? I think it is. I think you're right. Um, when he so that's exciting to see Tiago back in yes. action. Yeah, because oh he, no, he lost to Glover to share. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that now. I think we were watching that. Yeah, we were all kind of shocked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, third round. Yeah. So this will get him back in the ring with the striker, right? Because yeah, Rakic is a striker. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let me look up. I, I well, to be honest, I don't know a lot about his. I'm pretty sure he's like a. There's so many guys to keep, Serbian. keep track of. Yeah, they really are turning people over. So this, I think Dana's trying to so cut the fat, you know. Oh, hell too many, yeah. too many, too many guys, too many guys to keep track. Rachet's last four fights, he beat Anthony Smith recent, most recently, mm-hmm. August, and then he lost Volkanos to Mir. Uh, split decision, and then he kicked Jimmy Mano's head off. <laughs> punched Devin Clark in the face, and then he's won. Yeah, well, he the, then the last or the next two fights are his first two fights in the UFC. So he's all, he's off to a good UFC career so far. Volkanos Demir's a formal title contender. I mean, he he had to fight DC for his title shot. Yeah, that was not gonna go his way, dude. He loses to Daniel Cormier. Loses to Anthony Smith, loses to Dominic Reyes, but then he bounces back with a couple wins and then loses again. I mean, he's had a rough. Ozdemir's had a rough go. So you know what? Sorry, I did. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Oh, so yeah, he's he's seasoned. We'll call it that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not, he's, he's, not he's seasoned. Well, it's fair to say that that could be a really good fight. I hope that's a really fight. like just a battle. Yeah, three rounds. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna get after it. Tiago Santos is always getting after it. So, when's the last time you remembered that there was five title fights in one month? Dude, I don't I don't think ever. I don't think ever. That's what we have to look forward to, man. Because on March twenty seventh, UFC two sixty, we got two title fights. Who, who we got for that one? So. Stipe, Ninganu, and T-City, a.k.a. Brian Ortega, and none other than... Ah, oh, your boy. Say his name. <laughs> Sean O'Malley, man. I'm sorry. No, he's... No, 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 no. Who's Ortega fighting? Oh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Sorry, I thought you already said that. I was looking at the rest of the card. You, you, you so... He, Volkanovski's not my boy. I just, I just, I just wanted to go down that rabbit hole so I could be like, say his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a. I mean, that title fight. Yeah. So another title. So five title fights in the month of March, man. Pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Uncle Dana's giving us a treat. Yeah, he is. You're hundred percent. He's like, right hey, you guys, you guys want a tax return? Spend it on this. Spend it on this. <laughs> yeah, that dude. He is doing it because it's tax <laughs> Damn right he is. Get those ESPN Plus subscriptions up. Oh yeah, the ratings up. Doing... Then this extend time, extend our year. contract with ESPN. Yeah, you know he's just he's putting it. 
that's exciting though because when you have five championship fights in the matter of Q1 of 2021, okay, well, how many more times? Like, think of that. How many belts are there total? Yeah. That's that represents like roughly like what half of them? Yeah, probably approaching 50 percent. So then we're probably going to see two title fights from some of those same like guys later on in the year, November, yeah. December. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. Which is which is End great. Which card. is great because I feel like a lot of those those weight classes specifically, some of those guys are only on like the one fight a year. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just the way it is, and so you won't. And that's that is a good point to make because sometimes you just get that fighter once a year, right? Especially for a champ, right? They're gonna match it up perfectly when they do finally match up the fight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that could have, you know, like I look at the, like the heavyweight division specifically. Okay, Ngannou, Stipe, sort that out. Okay, so John's next, right? And that's got to yeah. be a title fight. For whoever wins. Yeah. So that is, is that going to happen real quick? Maybe that happens by the middle of the summer. I mean, I don't know. How long does John want to sit back and just watch everybody else make train. all the cash? Yeah, exactly. And then what happens if, like, Izzy comes up to 205, beats Blaschwitz, and is like, hey, John, I'm waiting here. Yeah. You want me to go up again? I shouldn't have to chase you three different, you know, yeah. two different weight classes to get to you. So, I, who knows, man? It could get really, really interesting. Juicy. <laughs> juicy. A very juicy end of the year. Yeah. So, little teaser there for you for USC 260. And you were right, though. My boy, Sugar Sean O'Malley, does make his return at UFC yeah. 260. He's in there, and Tyron Woodley is fighting. But he has no there. slouch of an opponent, bro. Th- Go look who he's fighting. Thomas Almeida. Mm-hmm. All right. No slouch of an opponent. No. What's he, like 22 and 5 or something like that? 22 and 4. 22 and 4. Yeah. Yeah, and his, his loss. And that was after he came after that loss to Marlon Vera, correct? That who he lost to? So he's he's actually lost his last three. No, I'm talking about O'Malley. Oh yes, you're right. He lost to Marlon Vera, correct? Yes. Yeah. Most recently. So he's fighting a guy that <clears throat> clearly he's been on a losing streak, but no slouch, dude. The guy was essentially 22 and one until th- three fights ago. Yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> Another test. But that just, I think that speaks to like Sean's maybe, I'll take anybody at this point. Yeah, he wants to prove it. Yeah, he wants to prove it, which is awesome. He needs that. Yeah, he needs that. that Northwest pride, man. (laughs) Sugar Sean. Well, shoot, man. Should we we move it along to some. Yeah, let me make a little mark. NFL jargon. Yeah, let's do it. I I should say jargon's the wrong word. Banter's better. Yeah. Do we want do you want to kick it off with with and just put everybody's minds at ease with with Russ? I like what you wrote here. Oh, you know, I guess we could start with that and then kind of talk about everything else. Um, as as Seahawks fans, obviously, you know, there's we always talk about Seahawks football on this podcast, so we're a little call it um 
well, for lack of a better term, biased. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? So, uh, as as many people have heard, there's tons of rumors circling about Russell Wilson's departure. Um, today, there was new new news that surfaced. I don't know if you saw I it. I did see it. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately, Russ has expressed frustrations about being sacked too much, rightfully so. He has every right to feel that way. I don't blame him for feeling that way. I would be frustrated as well. Um, because with the tools that he has and you, at, at his age, you need, to, you need to protect that guy as best as possible. Um, so uh, the Seahawks are in a predicament because you got this quarterback who's now expressing frustrations. He said he wants to play in Seattle. And his agents made it known he wants to play in Seattle, but he would waive a no trade. He would like he has he has a no trade clause, but I think he would either waive it or there's four teams that are on it that he's fine with being traded to: the Cowboys, the Saints, uh, the Bears, and Raiders. the Raiders. Right. Um, interestingly enough, all fairly big markets. Here's another interesting fact. None of those teams have won a Super Bowl in ten plus years. So yeah, and Seattle's been to two in the last ten. So yeah, and won one. So I don't know. I mean, sure, maybe that's a, a great spot, like or fitting wise. But I, I just don't see any of those teams being able to come up with the capital. That I, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't put it that way. They can come up with the capital, but they'd be stupid too. You're going to have, if you're Dallas, you're going to have to give up two skilled position players and probably two first round picks. If maybe, maybe more than that. Right. The rumors are, the rumors are like, at the very least, it would require three first round picks for, for us. And I don't, I, I don't even think that that's the start of it. I, th- well, that's the start of it. I, I should backtrack there. That would be the start of it. I think Schneider would be like, no, you got to give me two players as well. Yeah. He, and and he's not wrong in in wanting that. Like the the value of Russell Wilson to a team like the Cowboys, the Raiders, Bears. The, the Bear, the Bears. I still because Allen Robinson is likely out. He's gonna get. He's gonna end up elsewhere. I'd be surprised if the Bears can re-sign him. He's gonna want to go somewhere where he can. He has a quarterback that can get him the ball more. Yeah. So. You know, Russ going there, <clears throat> maybe they could figure out a way to get Robinson to stay if, if Wilson arrived, but I still think the Bears are probably a few more players away besides Russell Wilson from from getting to the promised land. The Saints are an interesting fit because of Drew, Drew Brees' impending potential retirement. Right. But there's rumors swirling that Michael Thomas could be out of town after this year. He's, I, think, I think he's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Well, is he a free agent? No, sure. Or he's been rumored as a potential trade target. I, I know that. I saw his name pop up in an article the other day on one of those. I don't think he's a free agent, though. There's a lot of good receivers that are free agents, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, yeah, the uh, <clears throat> the Russ stuff is, is interesting. Well, how do you feel about it? I, just I always think... babble on this. So no, I, I gotta it's give, all right. I, give you, I gotta give you some time to talk about it as a fan. I just think Russ has invested so much in being that guy in Seattle purchased portion of the sounders right, recently right um, yeah you know he's so ingrained i think that they want i think this is all just posturing maybe well he i think he wants to be involved in more of the personnel stuff yeah 
Think- Which naturally, when you're a mind of the game like that, yeah, you you want to put people in place beside you that will thrive and succeed, and putting your trust in other guys in the front office that obviously have been doing it for a lot longer than he has. He's been playing the game, but they've been scouting the game for a long. Yeah. You know, combined, there's probably a hundred years of scouting experience in that front office. Yeah. But I understand as a competitor where he's coming from. And eventually, like, if we think Russell Wilson is done with football after his playing career, you are absolutely out of your mind wrong. Yeah. Like he's, he's a coach. Like, he's just, yeah. a, he's a guy that's going to be in, on a, on a sideline the rest of his life, probably. Yep. So, yeah. I, I can't fault him for wanting to be in, involved in the personnel decisions. But at the same time, too, like, I understand that it's a business. And, if Seattle were to figure out something that made sense, I would be my I would be a little bit of, I would be a little bit heartbroken, but at the same time, I would you know thank Russ for his services, uh, assuming that I like the deal too. Like yeah, you, know, you have to you have to like the deal. If you don't like the deal, then you sort of say okay, whatever. Yeah, this sucks, but uh, I guess I just have to continue being a Seahawks fan regardless of whether Russell Wilson's there or not. But it, it's very clear that I think he wants to still remain there. He's just trying, yeah, like you said, he's postured. A little bit, stirring the pot, you know, you want it. It's like, it's like anything, the, the employer-employee relationship a little bit, like that fine line of pushing your value. Totally. You know? and. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel Russ has been setting himself up that I don't think he really wants to leave Seattle, but I think he's going to, he's going to take a little risk to his image or whatever the hell everybody's going to say about him because he's doing what he needs to do yeah, to get what he wants. And Colin Coward said something that I thought was interesting. Like, why would you expect anything else? Like, why would you expect your quarterback to say anything else? And if it was... He made some comparison along the lines to Aaron Rodgers. And, like, when Aaron was, you know, frustrated or whatever, and then the front office drafted his replacement. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Aaron starts playing really great mm-hmm. in response to that as a competitor and stuff. Right. And everybody loved it. And it's just like, that's Aaron being a competitor. Right. And why not the same for Russ? Why, why not just look at it that way? And that, you know, and not saying that you're not or anything, but that's where I'm. I'm coming from is just yeah. Get your money, Russ. Like, you know, is his contract for Seattle good for Seattle right now? No. Is mm-hmm. there an argument that he could take a pay cut to get some of those players he wants? Mm-hmm. Yes. But like, you know, I've was, that's not it's not his responsibility. Yeah. To like have to force that though, or like yeah, you know, I I shouldn't have to sacrifice what I've already done and accomplished because maybe the front office didn't plan accordingly. Yeah, maybe they're not doing their executing at their level. And, and, and it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Right? Like, it's totally okay to feel that way as a, as a player as long as you still go in, do the work that you you do on a weekly basis and put in the time and effort to be as good as he is. And no as long as it doesn't change your mentality and how you play the game, Yeah. then I think it's fine to have that, that opinion yeah. and feel that way. You know, one thing I heard, too, you, you brought up Colin Coward <clears throat> I saw a quote today that Matthew Barry said something like, 
oh gosh, what was it? It was get rid of the front office in Seattle, get rid of Pete Carroll, but don't you dare ever try to get rid of Russell Wilson. And I thought to myself, I was like, hold on a second. You started with by just saying get rid of the front office. Let's talk about that. This is the same front office that turns third, fourth, fifth round mm-hmm. picks into first round f-ing players. Yeah. So let do a little more due diligence with that statement before you like I have a lot of respect for Matthew Berry and follow a lot of his fantasy stuff. Like I think he's a great mind. But that statement to me was just so um it was, almost seemed ed- a little uneducated. Yeah, like like he's, like, he's so like quick go to go look at the, what the front office has done. Like Russell Wilson Okay, well, you talk about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. Do you think that he would have been picked by Seattle, Seattle's front office, where he, like, we got him where we got him because we're smart. We understand what talent looks like. And we've turned those picks into great players, the Richard Shermans of the world, Doug Baldwin, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, second-round pick, right? DK, Tyler. D- yeah. We've, yeah, we've gotten guys later, you know, and that's, I, I just think that that gets forgotten so much. What was KJ drafting? Was he pretty early? I think he was late. I think he was late. You know? He's I mean, going to get paid this up. There's guys that are undrafted free agents, too, that we've turned into, like, role players, mm-hmm. you know? So, <clears throat> it just, the whole comment, like, get rid of the front office, get rid of Pete Carroll before you get rid of Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm thinking, hold on. This is the same front office and coaching staff head coach that's got us and won us a Super Bowl, got us to two where we were a yard away from winning it, you know? And then we've missed the playoffs basically one time in Russell's entire career since we drafted him. And he's the only quarterback. This is where his value is just so incredible to me. The stat is the only quarterback in NFL history to win nine games in the first nine years of his career. See, that's another thing about Russ. Look how many records that guy has set mm-hmm. for your franchise. Mm-hmm. Look at that shit, dude. Yeah, I mean, it didn't him and DK break a huge one this year for most most yards or most touchdowns for a duo in franchise history. I think. Well, I know that Tyler and DK both went over um, a oh. certain amount of catches. Okay, that one for yeah. sure. It was the first time that I think uh, Seahawks duo has ever done that. So that was pretty cool to see. That was cool. Um. But yeah, I know DK broke a record, which was awesome. I think like, I, I remember he like casually just tossed the ball off to the sideline. It was no big deal. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it it'll be interesting to see how all of this shakes out, especially especially knowing like free agency is right around the corner too. You know, you're gonna see a lot of teams move move people around before then. I'm sure there'll be some trades. Deshaun Watson's name's obviously still out there. Like his. His situation seems a lot more volatile than, yeah. than the Russell Wilson stuff. We probably made a little, made a little bit too much. You're right. of a stink about the Russell Wilson stuff. But as Seahawks Compared. fans, naturally, we're gonna oh, we're, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. I, I'm interested to Get think. Your goddamn he, hands off my Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm interested to hear what you think. Like, <clears throat> where do you think that Deshaun's gonna end up? Let's look at let's look at who needs who needs somebody. Carolina. Carolina needs somebody. You could figure out a way to get him to Miami. Denver. Do the Jets still need a QB? He's not going to Miami. That franchise is destined to be 0-16 for the next. For no matter what. Dude. All right. 
What about well, I mean the the, Giants? They're, they're what would set. what would what would what's the allure? What is the allure for Deshaun? <laughs> there's no weapons, right? No, I mean it'd there's be, no it'd be suicide. Really, the, uh, I want to live in New York. I mean, if, that's the only allure. Because the Texans play the Colts, the AFC South. Yeah, yeah, Colts, Jags, Texans, and who's, and who's the Tennessee? Tennessee. There you yeah. go. So the only thing is maybe it's an easier division if he goes to New York. Yeah, he ain't going to New York, man. So, so then is it to the NFC that he? You need I think, to stay I think, the hell away from the <laughs> NFC West is dude, all I'm, I know. The, there's I been, can see his punk ass going to the Niners, and the NFC West I, is just for well, you know, the hardest. It's the the jury's still out on whether they're gonna like keep Garoppolo around. Yeah, which, I would. which, um, that's that's interesting. You, you know, you could move, you could move some players, and some first round picks. Um, so I think San Francisco could be a likely destination as much as I hate saying it. Yeah, that'd be awful. Would not want to see uh, us have to play him twice a year. I think like, I think. What just happened with the Rams? Oh yeah. Uh, well, it was like Stafford golf swap. That's right. Right. Yeah. So which isn't. Dude, the the Rams coaching staff like imploded. Really? There's six assistants that left. Shane Waldron and one of the other assistants, I think, came. Shane Waldron's our new offensive coordinator for the Hawks. After Schottenheimer was fired, we yeah. hired the quarterbacks coach. So he's gonna he's gonna run the from offense from LA. From LA, yeah. McVay lost like six or seven assistants, and the, his main assistants too. Dude, I'm like, dude, what the hell happened? Yeah, what happened? I don't know, man. McVay. Maybe maybe they just think that like everything that McVay touches is gold, and so like, oh. Well, that's the next guy. That, yeah. He's going to be the next guy. We better get him before, you know, like. Which we all know it takes, like, it takes a team. Like, you can't, you know, he can't be everywhere. Right. He can't be Well, he's everywhere. also still so young, too. So, yeah. you got you to gotta think, like, his staff is not all younger than him. Right. So there's they, just no way. Like, statistically, there's no way. So, like, like eh. think, think, yeah, think about it like this. Like, you're a 45-year-old assistant. And you're answering to like a 35 year old. It's tough. With really spiky hair, dude. <laughs> Who's running up and down the sidelines, yeah, acting like jacked, a child, you know, all the time. I'm joking. Like I could see how that, like that might wear. 100%. And who knows? Maybe L.A. was just like some guys probably just want to get out of L.A. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like why not go somewhere like the Pacific a couple Northwest, of them actually ended up uh, on the Chargers staff. They're just right. So next they just door. like sw- I'm like think to myself. Hmm. Okay. Swap the Rams for the Chargers. Hmm. I I um, the only thing I can think of is they think Herbert's the real friggin' deal, and he looks to be. But that's just after a season. Well, so well, and everybody wants to go and be the solution, you know. For sure. Yeah, and if you're offered more money to get on a bus and go, you know, twenty minutes east instead of west. Yeah. You're not relocating completely. Yeah. Yeah, easy deal. Right. So some some big free agents on the market though, man. It's gonna be an interesting few weeks. Starting March fifteenth, free agency kicks off and there's a lot of good names. Especially at that receiver position, man. You wanna go receivers oh, first? Holy smokes. Yeah, pull that up. 
Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, Will uh, Fuller's Marvin Jones, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton. I think I think the Colts will ultimately hang on to Hilton for yep. see if they can get him on maybe a two year deal or something. Keep him around with with the Wentz. We didn't even talk about that Wentz to the yeah Wentz and uh, Car- Carson getting traded from the Eagles to the uh, Colts, which is I think that's a great fit for him. I think it's a good fit for the organization. Yeah, I just all I, you're good with it. I'm good with it. I yeah. Uh, a lot of people <clears throat> still don't believe in Wentz, and yeah, I see a I just lot go, of hate. I I, I go that. I go back to that year that he led them to the playoffs and got hurt, and Foles had to finish it off. I mean, what's to say that that wasn't going to be a Super Bowl? Like, if Carson Wentz had won that Super Bowl himself, hadn't gotten hurt towards the end of the season, dude, he would have got a buku contract. And the nation <clears throat> nation stands behind him instead of right. throw shade at him. right? In a and he's like probably that. still in, you know, Jalen Hurts probably doesn't get drafted last year by the Eagles. Ah. Uh, or the whatever, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't get all that. <laughs> Which it's like you're inviting. Yeah. You're inviting that upon yourself. But even Dude. like number nine on the list, Sammy Watkins, like that guy can help a team win. Hell yeah. And the Maybe even La- Larry Fitzgerald. I'd be surprised if Larry Fitzgerald, like. Dude, if Will Fuller leaves the Texans, man, Deshaun's going to be pissed. And <laughs> they don't trade him. Um. Well, yeah. I, he. he <laughs> I think it's very clear that Deshaun Watt, you know, the, it's gonna, he's going to get Carolina traded. cleared a, a ton of cap space this last week. That's fine. So I think that they're like going to try to make a push because originally they were trying to get Stafford from the Lions. Interesting. So if they can figure out the draft capital and maybe a couple of players, because it's going to take a couple of players. That's why I talked about earlier with like Russ. It's going to take a couple of players and at least in Russ's case, it's three, three first round pick for me. And it, it, if, if Carolina parted ways with three first-round picks and two players for Deshaun, I think that's fair too. Yeah, you're talking about a a future franchise quarterback that's going to lead you to playoff games and potentially a Super Bowl run. Yeah, you give him <clears throat> some support. Yeah, they were talking about how um, McCaffrey might be a part of that deal, though. Oh, really? Where like he comes to the Texans, but I think they're trying to figure out if like he would entertain. Like if there's stuff in his contract that you know stop him from being traded, like could he just say, "Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not." I don't think a lot of people want to play for the Texans right now. Interesting. I would. I mean, yeah. Why would you? There's a yeah. Laughing stock. There's, and there's there's a lot of issues there for we're, sure. We're, we we our our GM was taking taking mm-hmm. advantage of their GM. Mm-hmm. One, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and some other mistakes as well. That's why I was hoping Dwayne Brown could like. Recruit JJ after they released oh, JJ last week. Sweet. Get JJ Watt in the Seahawks. You know, dude, that would revitalize. Even even if he you know isn't as good as he used to be, and he's still a force, dude. He's a wrecking ball still when he wants to be, or when when he's healthy too. Yeah, but that would just be such a spark to that defensive line. I think. Yeah. No. Wishful I, thinking. Wishful thinking. Yeah. These running backs. Running backs, intense. yeah, this is solid. There's some solid talent. I mean, there's guys that can help people win. Aaron Jones, uh, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, obviously. Chris Carson, yeah. <laughs> that one's interesting because we have Penny kind of waiting in the wings. Yep. Hyde would be a, you know, is Hyde even on that list? 
if he is, he's not past, you know, top 10 available. But I thought we, we only signed Hyde on a one-year deal. I think you're right. But he played so well that I think that they Didn't, they would another. consider that like a better option from a, you know, from a, ca- a cap-friendly situation. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if Chris is going to will end up making a priority to re-sign him or bring yeah. someone else in. I think they still have a lot of confidence in Penny. And who knows? Maybe they think that this is this year is another year where they draft a running back. Yeah, jeez. They, they won't because they won't do it in the first round because we don't have a first-round pick as of right now. Yeah. <laughs> Ho- now. Hopefully not. <laughs> Dude. They'll turn. They'll turn a few. With more than we started, I'm sure something will happen. What about quarterbacks? Well, there's the guy that's hurt or coming off of terrible. Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys there that I feel confident are going to take you to a playoff. Take you to the playoffs. No, I mean... Mitchell Trubisky's the second guy on the list. Right. Jameis Winston. Then Andy Dalton. Right. I could see Andy maybe if he settled in with the right team and right weapons, he could game manage if he had had a a good defense, right? If he had a a defense that could support them from not having to, like, go down and score every drive. Yeah. You know, playing the field position game, and he just being kind of a game manager. I could I could see him potentially getting a team to the playoffs, but other anybody else on the, I mean Fitz Fitzpatrick's getting old. He's still Fitz Magic. Got to give him props there. Jacoby Brissett just kind of waiting in the wings there because he had he was a starter for that season when Luck was hurt, or was he hurt or he was, I can't remember. he was hurt. Yeah, but then was did, he, did, did he retire? I can't remember if the Thought he was going to play, and then he retired, and then we're like, well, this is what we have, so we're going to go with it. But he didn't play terrible for the season that he had a lot of reps. So be interesting to see if he gets a, an opportunity at like a organization where quarterback's still kind of a question mark, and they're going to like just open, open tryout here. <laughs> Who's going to impress us the most? It, you're right, though, in that it's like there's no – Saving graces in that list, though. Mm-hmm. No one's getting a major upgrade. Yeah, in the slightest. I don't. I, I don't think you know Cam Newton's on that list, but I just don't see how Cam. I don't see how Cam could find a spot that gets him back in, unless it's a really good team that all of a sudden like lost their court starting quarterback and Cam's the backup and comes in and just kind of tears it up and goes on a run or something like that. That's the only situation I could see that happening, but I don't see him being sought after in free agency. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Patriots trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Bill gets Jimmy back. Cam becomes the backup. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it happening. I could too. Tight ends. Oh, there's been some Jonu Smith to Seattle rumors. Don't know if you've heard. I, I saw a little bit of that. That I would be gonna, that would be a good fit. Ask you about that because Greg Olson retired. Yep. I guess we could re- rely on Disley a little bit, but I'm pretty sure two of the other like guys on the depth chart are free agents, and I don't know that we have plans. To... Shane Waldron likes to 
likes to run a lot of 12 personnel. Okay. So two tight end sets. So I think I think he's th- Gerald Everett's on that list, I believe, which there's some familiarity there. So I w- I would be interested to see if Shane Waldron if if we have a you know, knowing Shane Waldron's the the new OC if if they go after Gerald Everett in free agency and try to get him to Seattle. I could see that uh being a fit, but I've he- I've heard over the last week or two that Jonu Smith is they've been tra- trying to figure out a or or targeting him at least. That's dope. Hunter Henry, that'd be a good add. Yep. Gronk's on there, but Gronk will probably figure out how to take his time before he signs anywhere. Yeah. Some great, great talent on the offensive line. Top four, top five are pretty good, and then it sort of the talent level falls off a little bit. But I guess what's the hottest time? Is it right as soon as free agency starts? Or so yeah, there's this. Trickle? Yeah, so there's this. Uh, it's it technically starts what they call like it's like the pre call pre free agency but there's this 3 day period of time where teams start to have the uh, this little window to start negotiating what those deals will be they won't go through until the actual first day of free agency which i believe gotcha. is the 18th but for the 15th through the 17th they can start to negotiate with their current players with any players that might be hitting the market so that you know on day 1 of the of the new league year, those players are officially signed to those rosters. So, yeah, 15th is the, you'll you'll start to see a lot of action in free agency over the first three days. And it honestly feels like the first week is when it all happens um, because they want them on the team, learning the playbooks, getting Getting underneath their workout regiments right away. Uh, they don't usually like to take a lot of time. The ones that take more time are kind of those probably those role guys that you're kind of thinking about, but you don't know you don't know if we can. You got to figure out some other cap stuff first before you can add them. So and you kind of almost let the everything sort itself out to see who's left because yeah. the guy might you might be thinking about that you're like oh he'll probably be around he might not be. Should be exciting to see. That's awesome. You want to do a little hoops? Little hoops. Close this out with a little hoops. Yeah, man. You want to talk about college? You want to talk yeah, about Yeah, we NBA? can kick it off with some college hoops and then transition to the pros. All right. March Madness right around the corner. You got yeah, your you got your, you got you got your Yeah, well, you know, they're going to do it in one one area, one place. It's all going to be held in Indianapolis. The whole tournament. That's in, that's intent. So you got to think those Midwest teams got an advantage, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Zach? My Zags? Our Zag. Your Zag? My Zag? <laughs> Spokane Zags, right? Yeah. Dude, still I number one team to enter the tournament. Like I I don't I don't know how Baylor would be able to trump that, especially knowing that they played less games. Gotcha. Only thing I could see the committee making a stink about is well, Baylor played a tougher schedule, so Okay. Yeah, kind of splicing hairs though. That's why that that's why that Baylor and Gonzaga game that got canceled earlier in the season a, was so important. Yeah, it was so important because they're the only two unbeaten teams in the nation. Like Michigan lost. How they didn't find a way to reschedule that game? It's like, what are you doing? Hmm? Do you want? Do you want fans? You do know you though, numbers for the sake of both teams, especially Gonzaga. And this isn't really me being biased per se, but 
that since that game doesn't happen, they could potentially either one of those teams could potentially run the table and be an undefeated team that wins the tournament. How awesome is that to see? Yeah, yeah. Those are cool stories. You don't hear about that at all. No. Very, 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 very low. For Gonzaga being what used to be considered such a mid-major, you know, small school, still a small school, but it's just crazy to think about. Like, the the level of basketball that's being played in Spokane, Washington at a university, you know, is, is insane. And this team is so much better than that team that played in the national championship against North Carolina. Yeah. It is like light years ahead. And I'm sorry I'm not dissing on any of the players that played on that Gonzaga team. No. You know, that a ton of talent on that team. But this team just is so special. What's interesting about this team though is their perimeter game isn't as good as you think. In fact, in doing a little research, they're tied, I believe, for eighty-sixth in the nation beyond the perimeter, they only shoot 35% beyond the perimeter. So all, but yet they lead the nation in scoring. That's insane. So it's all paint points. Dude, all interior. ISO. Oh, man. Right? That is incredible. Insane. That's insane. When I saw, when I saw, because I I, I did a little research going into this whole like Mark Madness segment. I like to like look at, a little bit of statistics. I don't get too far down that rabbit hole because teams can get hot. You know, it just yeah. it doesn't necessarily reflect you as a team. But I think teams that have perimeter shooting are, you know, golden when it comes to tournament time. Like, you yeah. Know, well, that's you the- get a team that gets hot shooting beyond the perimeter, you're in trouble. Yeah. Whether they're whether they're a ranked team or like a 14 seed. So I kind of looked at that, and I, I, when I saw that, I couldn't believe I li- I literally had to look at it three different times <laughs> because I couldn't believe it. Usually, Gonzaga shoots pretty well beyond the arc. Maybe not recently, as they haven't had those three-point killers like they have had in the past. You know, the Dickows and the Steps of the, of, the, of the world, and that's going kind of real far back at this point. But when I saw that, that they only shoot 35% from three-point, I, I was just mind-boggled. Yeah. Like, that was just insane to me. And still so dominant. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, yeah, the way the game is played anymore. And that's where I, that's, like, when I go back and think about this, that Baylor game, I, I, you go and look at Baylor, top three in perimeter shooting mm. in the nation. So, you, you, unless you can... Defend the perimeter well, and I'm not saying that Gonzaga can't, but right. yeah, when, when it comes can. down to start shooting beyond the perimeter and you have an edge like that, well, there it goes. Yeah. We know what can happen. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So, we just kind of. I look at that to- and I also look at like team defense, right? How, how, what do you, the teams that limit their team, their, their opponents to, you know, 57, 58 points, less than 60 points a game. Those are teams where I'm like, those are dangerous teams in the tournament too. Yeah. Because they can defend and they just get scrappy and make it real difficult for teams to win. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't been paying enough attention to college ball. It's tough. And this has been a tough year to, to you know, it's, it's changed so much with the pandemic that you, you just kind of often wonder 
Is it actually going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I th- no, and I, I no think it, at least, at least we know if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in one spot. And assuming nothing, no outbreak happens while everyone's yeah. there, yeah. then they yeah they were successful with that NBA bubble, so yeah they should be able to do it. But some teams to look out for. All right, here we go. The good stuff. And we'll probably I think we should really really focus on having a follow up uh, follow up uh, episode okay. this month so we can okay. we can talk about some more college ball as the tournament you know takes shape and. And yeah, maybe menses. just a just a college ball special. We episode. could we could do something like that. Some teams that uh, there's a couple teams that are ranked, but teams I think that we sh- that should be considered dangerous come tournament time. All of these teams are ranked outside the top ten. Oddly enough, there's two of them that are just ranked outside top. You know, so that wasn't by um wasn't necessarily by choice. I was just happened happened to take shape that way. So there's a couple couple uh teams where you might say well yeah duh dude they're they're probably going to be dangerous but there's they're they're not top 10 teams as as of right now and very well could finish in top 10 but there's a couple of them that aren't ranked at all um or at least one of them i know it's not ranked at all arkansas actually is ranked but arkansas i think is a dangerous team houston is a dangerous team they play incredibly well on the defensive side i think they're limiting their opponents like 57 points a game or something like that so Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, they're stupid good. From a, and they don't play, you know, as many tough teams as you know, a lot of the like opponents. Their, their strength of schedule. Their strength of, yeah, their strength of schedule isn't great, but still, like when you can limit your opponents to under 60 points a game, you're doing something right. Yeah. Florida State <clears throat> is a team that is deep, dude. They're they're a deep team. I think their top like nine guys are all in the mix. So they've got a lot of bench help, guys that can come off the bench and really stir things up. They're long, they're lengthy, they're scrappy. They're going to be a tough team in March. Um, so look out for them as well. And then one that you really have to look out for is Belmont. They, <laughs> they are on a tear, dude. They, <clears throat> I know they're not ranked. They play in a, a pretty, um, pretty bad conference. Um, or I wouldn't, just, so I wouldn't say bad conference, but it's just not as talented as not a power five. Okay. But they are solid, dude. They're, they're going to create problems, and they know how to score, and they know how to get on a roll. It's one of those teams that just look out. It, it's going to be fun to watch them play. That's dope. That's exciting. <laughs> and I could be wrong about all those, all those teams. I wanted to go on record that if any one of those teams goes on a tear and makes it to the Elite Eight or further, you heard it here first, folks. Making the cut with Corbin Travis. <laughs> I love it. We'll use that as the preview clip for the episode. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll double down on that. Double down. Talk to me about some NBA Some hoops, NBA. I've been looking at the standings. I was talking to Joseph a little bit today, but the East is, is kind of bonkers. It's, it does not look like it did last year. It's kind of tight right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's super tight. Yeah. You're right. The, um, I mean, like, put the Warriors in the East, man. I know that's what you move them to the East. That's what you're saying earlier, and they'd be, they'd be right there, top five. Yeah, but you know, it's just, it's just a different landscape right now. Like, for example, Boston's not even in the top eight. You know, you want to know why? Why? Because they got rid of Gordon Hayward. <laughs> yeah, he's. <laughs> 
where's he at now? Charlotte, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great place. Great place for him. They're looking good. Are they good? Yeah. I think they've even snuck into the top eight of their okay. conference. Okay. So like they've gone from literally, you know. Miami at the top up there? No, they're down low too. I think they're what? Eight. Yeah, that's what? what I'm saying. It's yeah. completely it's completely Ass upside backwards. down. Yeah. It's Ass really backwards. really interesting. And Brooklyn, um, well, yeah, know, Philly they, and Brooklyn are up there. Yeah, they've been crushing it. I don't think anyone's going to beat Brooklyn, man. They've won seven in a row. Dude, literally. I don't think anyone, and when it comes to the playoffs, I just think that they're, there's, they're just yeah. too good. They're, they're going to be too much to handle. So in the East, it's Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. The Lakers could make a trade <laughs> for Jimmy Butler, Ooh. and they still wouldn't win. A championship against Brooklyn. That'd be interesting. Just both. That's Miami. not a knock on Jimmy Butler. I really like Jimmy Butler. Well, both Miami and Boston are they're they're in the they're out of the top eight. Charlotte's in the top eight. It goes Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Indiana, Toronto, New York, Chicago, Charlotte. Then in the West, Utah got a four game lead over LA's the Clips, and then the Lakers, Phoenix. Portland, San Antonio, Golden State, and Denver, number eight. Very close. Well, not very close behind. Memphis, Dallas, and New Orleans are all right next to each other. They're all over 10 games away. It's just, it's interesting. Like, Portland's going to be in there. Dame, it sounds like he's playing really well, even though they've lost. Without CJ. Even though they've lost three Without CJ, man. CJ's been hurt. Your Golden State Warriors have won six out of the last ten, mm-hmm. and they're on a two-game streak. Dude, the Lakers in trouble, though, man. I, 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 I put they've this, lost four. They, they lost four in a row, and they're five and five in their last ten. You're right. I, I, I think that. What is their? What's their? What's their dilly? Do, do they need? Do they? I mean, if you're a Lakers fan, or I guess just part. Well, of the their last four losses come from. The Jazz, number one. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, which they lost by three. They probably shouldn't have lost that. They lost the Heat by two. They lost to Brooklyn by, almost, by so 11. So the Jazz and Brooklyn, I can give them a pass on, I guess. And then they barely lost the Heat in the Wizards. So yeah. so they could have... those. They could be two and four, uh, the last. You know, but we'll see. They play Portland. Two and two. Yeah, sorry, two and two. They yeah. play Portland tomorrow. Big game dame. Yeah. Big game dame. But yeah, their L's have been coming to, they lost the Nuggets. And then they hadn't lost until the end of January. Do you think then. the Warriors would be a playoff team at the end? I think I think so, man. They they look like, well, let's look at their games. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Knicks. They lost. Feels like they, um, they win games that maybe they shouldn't. And they lose games Maybe that yeah. they, they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their two losses recently were they lost the Hornets by two points and they lost to the Magic by four points. Yeah. And then they've won. And then they won two more before that and lost to Brooklyn. Won two more, lost to the Spurs. They, they're going one for one with teams. Like, one for yeah. one with the Spurs, one for one with the Mavs. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like, I'll see... Because I, I, I'll see it come up on my ESPN notifications. 
It feels like they'll win two and lose one. Win, win two and lose one. Or yeah. they'll go one and one. Every time I've thought that, I'm like, man, I think they're on a, I think they might be on a heater. It's like maybe three they've won in a row and then boom. Yeah. Lose. Back and down. then they win one and then they lose one. Then they win one and they lose one. Boom. Rattle off two, lose one. Phoenix is eight and two out of their last 10. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think uh, that they got like so good. Yeah, I would, did not see that coming at all. And that's after like Kelly Oubre, like gone, who was a big portion of their offense last year. Yeah. Who is, he's, he's playing well. Like he's averaging, I think, 20 a game. And oddly enough, Wiggins, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins is right now, he's, he's got career highs going as far into the season as he, like if, if you're going through his first how 30 some games and and from season to season he's averaging his he's through his season high so it's looking like maybe that trade for wiggins was not a bad trade right that's cool if i'm not mistaken the timberwolves gave up a first round pick and wiggins for d'angelo russell so now it's kind of looking like, well, I, we got a first-round pick out of it, and Andrew Wiggins, who's got career highs going for us. I mean, yep. he's helping them win ball games. Yeah. Steph is, some people say Steph is playing his best basketball of his career right now, which is interesting. I mean, last night was not a, yeah, Pacers. you mentioned a, that was an off one. He went one for 10 beyond the perimeter. is insane. But, like, games before that have been oh, he, incredible. Right. You know? Yeah. So you're, I think people are right in that. Now's the time you better be watching Steph play because he looks and he's just flipping ridiculous, dude. His yeah. handles are the sickest handles. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Kyrie looks the coolest with his handles, I think. But Steph arguably moves the best. He's got the best well, control it's just so of his fast. body. It's so fast and controlled that yeah. you're just like, whoa. And his relief to get that ball off mm-hmm. when once he sets his feet, it's mm-hmm. just like. Just, yeah. It's almost like he flicks it out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, like, too fast, and the range just doesn't matter. And that that would be so demoralizing. Like, this, like punk ass just dribbling around you mm-hmm. and then throwing it up from a spot you didn't think people could shoot from normally. Yeah. Just splash. Yeah, you kind of wonder if um, if Clay's not hurt, like, like, how much better Steph is this year with Clay next to him. Right. Because I think that off. obviously vibes off of that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There, I mean, you could be, in, could be. It's not that he's not in a contention for like MVP right now, but he's, you know, like top six or seven, I think, in scoring or something like that. So he's doing the best he can in the situation that they have. They'll likely, I think, they, I think they will be a playoff team. I'm gonna stand with that. I know we yeah, talked about so. like I was pretty excited about what the Warrior team looked like going into the season after we were talking about that on the last episode, but I'm, I'm going to stick with them. I think that they will be a playoff team. And then like, I don't see how the San Antonio Spurs are going to be better than them. Right. At the end of the season. Right. I just don't buy that. I don't know why, but anyways, yeah. you got a You got an MVP candidate right now, man. I don't know because the, you know, that everything's so flipped upside down all of a sudden now, like, there was a lot of talk about how LeBron was playing, you know, his best 
mm-hmm. at the age that he's playing yeah, and yeah, everything. But it was the mo- isn't it like the most minutes he's played? I don't know. You might or like be right. they're just uh, the other day they were talking about the minutes associated with how old he is. And- it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But then there was, um, I guess people have been saying Joe Jokic has been playing lights mm-hmm. out, dude. Embiid's been playing. I'd like to see. I'd like to see some other names other than you know. I think this is the year where, dude. I mean, there's still a lot of season left to be played, but Damian Lillard needs to be. There you go. Get some more. F- respect bro like <laughs> he has taken over some big games like this year that what was it that game in january i think where he he dropped like 40 and had 13 assists or something like that and he didn't turn the ball over once bro that man deserves an mvp yeah. and he works so hard and he's doing it without cj mccollum right now too yeah he's doing what he's doing Dude, I'm excited to see what happens here tomorrow night, man. We I mean, play the Lakers, right? Yeah, that's yeah, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. If Friday. he takes, if he takes over and wins that game against the Lakers, man, you mark my words. He's well, got, yeah. he's got to be a top three candidate this year. That's that. That's the, I mean, the league needs to give him an MVP, and he's earned it. You know, like, and again, it's it's based on single season stats. I get that, but dude, that guy. Big game, Dame deserved it. Man. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, if he has, if he has a year, if the second half of the season goes well for him, and he's leading them in the playoffs again, just f-ing up someone's day in the Western Conference. Totally, that's the thing he does. Totally, and I still, I mean, dude, they went to the Western Conference Finals, right? Two years ago. Yeah, was it two years ago now? I think so. They didn't. Obviously, it didn't go well for them. No. But did it go well for anybody against the Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it was the Warriors, right? Two years ago? We'll have to fact check. Yeah, we'll do a little double check. But I remember, I'm pretty sure it was the Western Conference Finals and they got, did they get swapped? Yeah. Yeah. So, it would would have been the Warriors, I believe. All right. What do you say? You want to... Whoa, we got to do our new segment. Okay, let's do this. We're introducing a new segment. It's a bit of a shout out towards the end of our podcast. It's called Walk-Offs. Okay. So I'll expect you (laughs) to come up with your own walk-offs for this next episode. Okay. But uh, as many people know, a walk-off is a term used in baseball where basically you end the game, right? With a hit that plates a runner, or maybe a fucking grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. So these are uh, that kind of feeling, you know. Like it's it's one thing to win a game and feel good about it, but when you can end the game and the other team can't do a damn thing about it, there's something extra special. Yeah, absolutely. So these are some shout-outs that I uh, have come up with that oh, that have happened over the last probably couple of weeks that I consider walk-offs. I like this. I like where this is going. So, first off, hats off to Michael McDowell for uh, winning his first ever Cup Series at the Daytona 500. This guy has been racing for quite some time. He's actually raced 357 times before he actually won a Cup Series race. Damn. And it's extra special because it just, 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 just happens to be 
the Daytona 500. <laughs> yeah, that's a walk-off, bro. Yeah, I like it. Shout out to Dusty Hendrickson for winning X Games gold in the knuckle huck and slope style events. This kid's a rookie, 18 years old, first oh, time competing gosh. in the event. Cab 180 tail press melon front flip out, bro. Yeah, that's a walk off, buddy. <laughs> and lastly, after 23, actually, you should say that 22 painful years, 23 seasons, 22 painful years of never beating Liverpool at Anfield, my Everton Toffees have knocked off Liverpool in their home stadium after 22 years, folks. A final of two nothing. That's a walk off. That is a walk off. I, I I thought of one while you were doing that. Okay, you tell me tell me, me your walk off, bro. All right. Just so happens, just happened. Australian Open. Oh, dude. Which right? one are you gonna talk about? I watched Djokovic. One. Yeah. Because what? How did he do it? Didn't he just straight ice him all all sets? I believe so. Yeah, Medvedev did not. I don't think he won a set. Yeah. So or a game, I should say. I think they call that a game. Yeah. There's match. There's set. There's game. I'm still figuring out the tennis lingo. I did watch the um, women's final. Believe it or not, I was pulling for oh, Jenny right. Murray. Right. Call me in. Call me an idiot. I I do like Osaka a lot. I think right. She's gonna be awesome. But you know, there's something about the number twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, the player in the, the world underdog. that's gotten to the final, and you're like, man, come on, Jenny, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, you should not be here, <laughs> but let's go, let's go. <laughs> but Osaka, dude, she's so good. But yeah, the future, Djokovic. That's a walk off. That's a walk off. Didn't right? didn't didn't let him win in a, in a single game in that in that uh in that match. Yeah, yeah. To end it, to end it for all the marbles for all the marbles. Well, shoot, man, it's been real. It's a great episode. Glad we got back. It's been fun. It's been real. It hasn't been real fun. <laughs> Psych. He ends it's, on, been, it's been the best. He ends it's on been the, the best dad time. jokes, dude. Here we are again. <laughs> Full circle. So that's our new segment, Walk Offs. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Check us out on social media, at Making Cuts, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, we're excited to... Uh, excited to... Kick this year Kick off, Kick this right? year off uh, the right way. We're going to try to be a little more diligent in how often yeah. we do this. We're going to have some fun, though. We're going to throw some new stuff out there just to, you know, you want to get into the editing. We're gonna, yep. That's going to yep. free time up for we're gonna buy a We're going to buy stuff. a beat, and then that'll be our intro song. Oh, yeah. We'll be, so it's kind of like we're starting a hip-hop career, too, but, you yep. know. Yeah, we're going to come up with a budget. Might get a green screen. We don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm gonna have to start putting aside like five dollars each week to the to the start a swear jar to the GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. Appreciate you, Trev. Yeah, man. Put together these notes, man. Good to uh, good to kick it with you and talk some sports banter. Mm-hmm. We'll be back here soon. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Yeah, everybody, take care. Cheers. Peace. Peace.